Welcome back to the podcast, people. How are yous? Well, thanks. Good, thank you. Thanks for the three people that are listening. <laughs> thank you, listeners. And one of them is probably the editor. So <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're all about reviewing secondhand cars because I don't know about you guys. You see all the like the cars online and all the reviews and all that stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we reviewed this 2021 model uh, pre-release of this, and uh, this is all the things." It's like. Yeah, awesome. Can't afford a brand new car. Yeah. Can't spend defend, spend 40 grand on a Prius. Yeah, so... I don't want a Kia. Ever. <laughs> yeah, a Stinger? You wouldn't have a Stinger? If someone gave one to me, I definitely want to drive. At, oh, I'd drive one Hashtag at Kia. Yeah. I'd drive one for free. Yeah, maybe, yeah that's maybe, right. Maybe our local Kia dealer can change our mind in regards to the Stinger. <laughs> yeah. The so, GT though, not the four-cylinder one. No, Thanks. no, yeah. The yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so the whole... <laughs> So the whole purpose of this podcast at the moment is to review secondhand cars. Uh, we'll remind you all that we can be bought. So if there is um, a, a new car manufacturer who wants us to review a new car, I'll do it. I think I think we all agree that we want the Volkswagen Auto Group because they they've got they've got a few cars in That's there. That's probably that the best like option for us. That okay. way you get Audi, Volkswagen, uh, Bugatti, 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 <laughs> Lamborghini, Porsche, <laughs> Porsche to a degree. Yeah. 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 What? You wouldn't yeah. do a, I don't know if they're completely owned by the VAG uh, or yeah. good point. Volkswagen Auto Group that is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. 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 <laughs> Keep it G. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> today we are reviewing my Mumbus. And it is a 2011 Toyota Prado diesel automatic. It's three liter, four cylinder. It's got 180,000 Ks on it. And it's my mum bus. And the, I guess the story behind the car, a lot of my friends, except for Dirty Mike, because he's a loser. Um, <laughs> i got to sell that Prius to get myself into a mum bus. Yeah, so a few of us have got four-wheel drives now. We want a four-wheel drive. I'm going to buy a boat with another friend. So he bought a Prado. So we're kind of all just, you know. <laughs> That's jump. the worst reason to buy a car. <laughs> I'm going to buy a boat. So I'll buy the car. Yeah. First. Buy, yeah. buy the car to I'm tow the tow boat. You both bought the same car? Yeah. yeah. Well, his is a V6. His is the petrol V6. Yeah. Petrol V6. Um, Which also, I actually they've been talking about buying a boat for a hundred like years. I bought him that. I own two Prados. Yeah. He hasn't paid <laughs> you, me back have yet. Have you driven the V6 one? Yeah, I drove it it's, the other day. It's good. Yeah. Better than the diesel? Yeah, slightly. Yeah, oh, look, it's quieter. I'd like because I rush into things and all that. I probably, but the fuel is yeah. so thirsty. The mm. petrols, yeah. But the talk, I'm really happy with my Prado. Uh, it's it's a it's literally like splitting hairs between them. It's yeah. like one's better at doing other things in terms of just the engine and driveline. So yeah. it's like instant. Like there's no turbo lag, obviously, with a petrol yeah. V6. But also, it uses on the beach. I think we saw it get up to forty liters per hundred oh, kilometers. Yeah, that's heck. I was driving it through the water. That's how much I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's employed to be my trashy toy. Yeah. So I paid. What did I pay for it? Twenty six and a half grand. Uh, really? Yeah. Got you get good, that much car for twenty six grand? Yeah. You know it. What's your preconceived ideas? And this has the only. Um, I guess accessories that I think it's been lifted a little bit. Yeah. Here's the other thing. I've been in both cars a lot already yeah. in the bush. And and so I, my preconceived ideas won't be 100% biased. Well, maybe your preconceived ideas of will ownership. Be, will be. Maybe of ownership. Or what it'd be yeah, like but you haven't driven the Mumbus. True. 
So, what, what do you think? So I've You're the a, only neutral party. I've got here. a thing about SUVs in general. Talk a, to a me. A big floaty mess. I just, I don't understand it. My my idea of anyone who, and I'm probably gonna. This is where the podcast ends, or at least I end on the podcast. Yeah. Because my idea of anyone that buys an SUV, unless you have a specific purpose for having one. So here, here are my, like my list of reasons why it's okay to own an SUV. Farm. You live on a farm. Live on a farm. Live or rural. Regional, rural Australia. You live on a farm. Um, so, so let's say two, you are constantly having to drive on crap roads. Yep. You know, I not, live on not, the central coast, lol. So unsealed roads, you know, twisty roads, whatever. Tricky situations. Trick, yeah, sure. Or you need the capacity to be able to tow someone out of something, whatever. Three would be like you're into four-wheel driving. So That's me, you know, baby. You treat it as, like a, as it's intended, a sports utility vehicle. Yeah. But the problem I see is that the majority of people who own them. What about towing a boat? Well, yeah, towing a boat, if you have to tow something large, you need something with a lot of pulling power and something that's not going to jackknife on the freeway. <laughs> but what, okay, so you haven't mentioned mm-hmm. that. Have you got any other points? Yes, I do. Yeah, well, let's keep going. So, my list of things. So, anyone I see driving an SUV, for the most part, as far as I can tell, aren't meeting any of this criteria. Mumbus. What about Mumbus? So, Mumbus, okay. So, someone says, I just need a big car. Actually, you're changing colour. You're I, getting red. I'm getting angry. <laughs> because. <laughs> If you have like, say, you know, you have a large family, you need to fit a lot of stuff in, a station wagon can do all this stuff. Or a van. Or a van. You have a large family. Kia have a great van. The Kia Carnival. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're great. 2020. They're great. Um, So, but okay, what about I want something high up? And so here's my no, problem. No, no. So anyone- (laughs) I'm with Asher on all this too. High up means diddly squat. Doesn't mean anything. High up, so my impression of anyone who needs a car that's get, that has to get high up, so whether that's an SUV or even worse, a crossover SUV, it's just a hatchback <laughs> on stilts, CX3 owners, I do Subaru have a, XV. I do have a counterpoint can to you, SUVs. Can you not insult? I've already insulted everyone with my really untasteful no, no, tender joke. This is the thing. We're going to talk about cars the way that we think, but okay. also there are good and bad points to everything. Like Ash is saying, he's like, don't get it if you're a, if you're a mum just as a mum bus, but do get it if you need to tow a boat. Do get it if you have but what, crappy There are rates. valid reasons, but anyone so anyone who says, okay, I want an SUV or a crossover SUV because they're higher up from the ground, it actually makes it worse for every other driver because if you've ever been in traffic behind an SUV and you're in like a normal-sized car, you can't see a thing. You can't see what's happening in front of you. And you as the <laughs> SUV driver, you're just sitting up there like you're floating above us. The soft rotors are good for um, putting stuff into because they're at the right height to bend and put in. If you've got like kids you're trying to strap into a car seat, you're not bending down to strap them in. You're doing them at standing height. Please. That's why they're called mum buses. That's why you get a soft rotor if you're a mum because you bend down and put the pram in while you're standing up. You're telling me someone will spend 10 to 12 to 15 grand more just because, oh, I don't have to arc my back as much. 100%. That's crap. Babies no are, way. Babies are heavy. Baby, yeah, babies are heavy, but like 100%. they're not 15 grand heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only, like, I didn't get it until I started seeing my friends get them and explain to me why they they got them. Because if, if, you're, a, if you're like a mum that maybe doesn't work and so you just going to the like, like you're doing errands and stuff all day, as part of your contribution to the household, you're taking the baby in and out, in and out all day, every day. And it's like, eventually you're going to hurt your back. 
Okay. This Especially if you've got a giant baby. The- <laughs> I, I would like just say... <laughs> your baby's not going to be that some, big. But- some people feel safer higher up but that's that's incorrect and i find that those people are often the worst drivers (laughs) yeah the rollover the rollover um instance in an suv is so much higher yeah but i'm I'm talking about like you're at a traffic light yeah and you get t-boned yeah i would rather be in the mum bus than the bloody prius agreed but we're not talking i mean that's no way to live your life (laughs) (laughs) but i'm living it (laughs) So if you're talking about yeah, the difference I guess between say a CX-5 and the and the Prado is definitely weight. But if you get like a soft rotor or a crossover, whatever mm. you want to call them, the rollover they just if you get hit like there was literally a car accident out the front of my office on Friday where some guy pulled out and hit a hit a soft rotor, and she was knocked unconscious and he was just in a car. So she like hit her head because the whole car just rocked back and forth and she smashed her head on the window and was knocked unconscious. His car is a write-off. Her car they'll fix. But he was just like upset that maybe he hurt somebody. She was messed up. She went away in an ambulance. He just stayed out the front and called a tow truck and went home. And this is the price of owning an SUV. They're not, <laughs> they're not, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the two, 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 two baby seats in the back of it. The 2011 Sorry, no Toyota babies. Land Cruiser Prado GX. Um, <laughs> the Prado. <laughs> no, we're reviewing the Prado. <laughs> rent over. Um, this rent will come up once a month, I guarantee. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just bringing it up. Okay. 2011 Land Cruiser Prado GX Auto 4x4, four four, which is what I've got. 16. Yep. <laughs> What? Four times four. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the private. Okay. So price were new. They were fifty eight thousand mm. dollars. The average kilometers are between one forty and two hundred and thirty, which is low. That's uh, low. That's because they're mum buses. Private price guide twenty one k to twenty four. Mm. So I, I think it's. So I paid twenty six and a half. These guides, they're cute, but in reality, what's actually available? Yep. 180Ks on my Prado, you struggle to find one that age with that Ks. No, what, yeah, and for that price. Like, if, if, they were, if, if I could get 180K diesel for 21, I would probably own one by now. Yeah, that's right. Um, you're like, you're paying almost 30 for something like that. And the trading price... Um, or the wholesale price, you know, between sixteen eight and nineteen eight. Now, doing a spot check on car sales, there's actually only one in Australia on car sales, which is exactly what I've got, is the auto with one hundred and fifty thousand Ks on it for thirty six grand. Yeah, whoa, and that's dealer. Yeah. So, so they've obviously just gone to look, hey, how many of these are online? Yeah. Oh, look, none. We'll yeah. just set the price. Yeah. And 150Ks on a 2011 Prado, really low case. Yeah. Mm. So you guys want to go and have a spin in this Prado? Yeah, man. No. The best, place, <laughs> the best place to buy a Prado is definitely on Facebook Marketplace. Totally. Totally. Marketplace. Absolutely. Rocks. I wonder if I'm allowed to mention that. Because you know how I did that Gumtree campaign? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was something about like don't mention like don't a non-competitive. Yeah, like but I'm not getting paid to mention Facebook Marketplace, so not yet. But also check out Gumtree. Yeah. Yeah. Wink. 
I, I don't. Do you do cup tree anymore? No, I do because you I just think do all of them. Well, a lot of a lot of like sort of older generation who aren't as sort of up to date with. I, stuff. I keep I keep looking for like old school like nineteen ninety six Nissan Navaras. I got to go to Gumtree to go pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> I got a soft spot. <laughs> like I'll find a, yeah, a lot of older people have only just figured out Gumtree and they're not on marketplace yet. So you can find a lot of stuff that you wouldn't oh, use on Facebook. So it's like your uncle, you get the notification. It's not even your uncle. He's it's just like, joined Facebook. It's like, yeah, mate, 15 years ago yeah, we were yeah. here. But that's that's the guy yeah. that's just gone, oh, I've heard about Gumtree. <laughs> He's the one selling <laughs> you 1996 Navara. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Interesting. All right, let's go and uh, have a spin of this Mumbus. Have okay. a roll. Have a roll in this Mumbus. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so driving the Prado now. It's um, it's good. It's a big truck. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it. They are trucks. Um, very floaty. Definitely not as planted as the GTI. But you you are looking at different cars when you're driving this um, compared to sort of. When we talk about the Prado, I guess we're talking about the height. I don't feel like the visibility um, is great in it. Um, it could just be my seating position and the mirrors aren't set up exactly right, but I, I feel like the height isn't that great a trade-off in terms of the visibility. I think there's probably a lot more blind spots as well. You're sitting sort of further apart in the Prado, so the mirrors on the far passenger side and the passenger side of the car or the truck is a little bit further away. So, you know, it's it's a little bit harder to judge distances and things like that, especially if you've accessorized the Prado. So Glenn's got a bull bar on this and some, um, some brush guards on the side. And so you can't really tell where the brush guards are when you're looking down the front. You can see the bull bar, but maybe not the side bits and side steps and things like that. So I feel like maybe it'd be a little bit difficult to manoeuvre in tight spaces. Um, I've been in this car out in the bush and it's very capable um, when dealing with sort of very technical, proper four-wheel drive fun tracks. Um, if you've seen his Instagram or anything like that, I've been very surprised with how capable it is on, in getting out of things um, that seem like he's stuck already. Um, very floaty. So the suspension, I don't think it's stock, but it's very floaty. It's it's a fun truck. So during Ash's rant, he was talking about like, you know, you, you should only have these cars for a purpose. And if your purpose, if you need to tow like a caravan or a boat, if you have a lot of sort of terrible roads around you and you do need to negotiate sort of maybe some washouts and some water crossings and things like that, then definitely the Prado is, is a great capable vehicle. Um, bit of understeer there going around the roundabout. Um, but you know, it's for a city car or a commuter car, I, I don't think this is sort of the way to go. You're better off getting a car. You're better off buying a car that you, for the purpose that you use it the most. And that's why Glenn has this, because basically the only purpose of this is to tow a boat and to enjoy some, some off-roading. Um, so for that, it, for that purpose, they're great cars. Um, for driving around town, it's noisy, it's rattly because it's, it's a truck. They're utilitarian vehicles. They're not necessarily uh, luxury vehicles, even though this isn't a luxury one. Um, you can get them that have sort of a bit nicer appointments like leather and things like this. This has only got cloth. Um, 
Glenn's had to put in an aftermarket um, entertainment system, so a different stereo and things like that, so it connects to his phone better, um, and has you know good maps. And I think he's, it's an Apple CarPlay system here, so it can just mirror his his iPhone. Um, and if you've got an Android, you can certainly do that. So even though he bought a car that was relatively expensive, he still spent a bit more money on it to get it to where it's more comfortable for him, um, which is what you might have to consider when you're buying something that's a little bit older. Um, and I think he had a pretty decent maintenance um, on his first service, um, which is something you need to consider when you're buying sort of an older car. Don't just max out your budget when you're buying an older car. Definitely get something that you can afford to fix when and if things go wrong. So, yeah, good, good fun truck overall, um, but perhaps not suited to the test drive I just did. Like I said, I've been out in, it, in the bush and on the beach and it's, they're very capable um, to do those types of things. Cool. Okay. I've just started the 2011 Prado. It's already made a beeping noise at me and I thought something went wrong. I sort of fell into the car due to how high off the ground it is. And don't get me wrong, I understand why you'd want it high off the ground. It's just, this is new to me. Uh, interior, what, we've got a cloth interior. Seats comfy enough, but I'm not really going that far. Uh, before I even go, the steering wheel is extremely massive, which I guess just makes sense in reference to the rest of the car. So it looks like we have a, a radio of some sort, so we can speak to other massive car owners. Okay, and we're off. Uh, initial thoughts straight away. It feels as large as it is. Steering's very, very light. I believe it's electric power steering. Uh, On-center steering is pretty loose. Wouldn't say there's much feel to talk about. It's just something to help you guide the car wherever you're going. Um, gee, this thing is massive. Okay. Um, the rider is firmer than what I thought it would be. I think that will have something to do with the tyres that Glenn has on here. It's just like four-wheel drivey type tyres, made of like a harder compound or something like that. Going up a hill. Look, acceleration's atrocious. Around roundabouts. I'm worried about oversteering, but it hasn't happened yet. The view's quite good. That's because you're obviously just so much more massive than every other car. If you have a messiah complex or any sort of delusions of grandeur, this type of car is probably really suitable. This probably comes at no surprise, but so far it, it does feel like a blunt instrument. Just gonna turn a corner quite quickly here and that's uh, okay. I'm gonna floor it down here, this straight.
and I mean, you definitely it definitely goes, but yeah, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's the the best road car in the world. I'm going over a unfinished road here, and I can sort of feel all the imperfections in the suspension. Which is probably a good thing that if you, if you use this sort of car for four-wheel driving or that sort of thing, you'd be able to know where you're at just by how it feels. And I'm going to attempt a U-turn here, and I'm going to try not to uh, flip the car. Successful. Um, in terms of noise inside the cabin, this is a diesel, so you do get this sort of truck-like quality to the engine sound. You can hear a bit of the turbo whistling away at higher RPM. Um, everything seems more or less pretty well stitched together. I'm not hearing many interior rattles. This isn't really an old car, so you'd hope it wouldn't have that sort of stuff. Um, testing the braking now, and oh, the brakes actually work really, really well, given that this is like, what, two and a half ton or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually surprised by the braking. It stops a whole lot better than I thought it would. In terms of safety, I don't know if I can comment on safety. I imagine that if you were to hit anyone, they would end up being a lot worse off than you were. If they were to hit you, I'm not sure it would be the same thing. Just gonna go over speed hump, it's okay. Ooh, gravel road, interesting. Can I spin the tires? <laughs> yeah, okay, that was good. You can sort of do all-wheel drive spins. That's fun. Look, I get it. It's comfortable enough. You can fit a lot of stuff in here. I, I totally understand. I just think that I think there are better cars that will do a better job than this if you didn't need to go four-wheel driving. Okay, love you, bye. All right, so we've just been... <laughs> Uh, for a lap in the Mumbus Prado. Now, just as a recap, the way we're reviewing these, uh, we've got sections, acceleration, braking, steering, ride suspension, ride cabin noise, interior quality, comfort, all that stuff, our perceived safety, uh, I guess perceived fuel economy and visibility out of the car. Uh, we've, we'll all rate them out of 10 and we'll average up our score, and then there'll be an average of the total score. We don't know if it's weighted correctly or how you how you really do these things, but... Did you type this out Mitsubishi Prado? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it's just Mitsubishi Prado. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just put Prado there, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know why I did Mitsubishi. Maybe I was thinking Pajero, but... Um, yeah, Toyota Prado. Toyota. Toyota Prado. So, Asha, mm -hmm. uh, initial thoughts of the Prado. Did it exceed your expectations? Uh, I mean, it was everything I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but more or...? Yeah. My problems with SUVs aren't actually the cars themselves. <laughs> it's right. more so the people who choose to there's, buy them. There's reasons you buy an SUV, well, I wouldn't, which Asha explained. Okay, let's just 
One, I wouldn't call a Land Cruiser or a Prado an SUV. Well, you should I- because that's their technical term. <laughs> no. Because no, no, no. A SUV, I mean, it's sports utility vehicle. So if yeah, you want, there's nothing sporty about a Prado. Let me tell you, you know, it's it, a different it's sport, to, though, right? It's to it's to enhance your sporting. It's to get you to the top of the mountain to take your motor uh, trail bikes down. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I feel like SUV has been bastardized by cars. That I are, think that's right. Like the compact SUV, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, like your so they, Rav fours and yeah, X trails. So yes. Technically, the Land Cruisers and the Prados and you know the Pajeros and things like that. They are SUVs, and then the soft rotors have capitalized on the SUV good name and tainted it. Right. If you if <laughs> you don't, if, if you don't want to call it an SUV, I understand. But technically, that's what they're called. Right. And a UV <laughs> is like a Ute. <laughs> I think you just call them a Ute. Yeah. Pick utility. Up, utility bill or a truck. So the Prado uh, acceleration. Asher and Mike, what was your initial thoughts and what are you giving um, it out of 10? I gave it a six for acceleration. Yeah, I, I, I'll give it a seven because there's very little turbo lag, especially with the turbo mm-hmm. diesel. It's It's got that torque which you get out of a turbo car, mm. um, which gives you the feeling that you're going quicker than you are, especially on the takeoff. So it, it felt kind of, I mean, it's, how heavy is it? It's, it's like 2.2 2 2 or, yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. and it just, it, Goes for, it, it's quicker than the. I guarantee it's quicker than the Prius if we did a drag race. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it, it felt it felt quicker than the Prius. So to move such a big truck, yeah, I gave the acceleration it. seven as well. Yeah. I think seven's probably like six to me now sounds low. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> yeah. given especially how heavy it is and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it, I know we're not supposed to compare it to other cars. That's but, right. Yeah, um, yeah, it felt a lot quicker than the Prius, and yeah, it surprised me. I, I'm giving braking as well as Astra an eight. Yeah. Uh, and you gave it a seven, Mike. Yeah, it pulls it up pretty good. It's good. Again, like, I mean, we gave the Prius such a low score <laughs> because, I mean, it, this huge truck pull, takes off and stops better than the Prius probably does, or at least yeah. feels like it does. Mm. The brake pedal feel was a lot less spongy. Yeah. It wasn't like, it sort of just felt like a normal, I guess, mm. like whatever an average car brake pedal feel would like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the ride and suspension between kind of the three of us, we had some fives, fours and sixes. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Again, like uh, we, we probably do, the numbers probably do reflect other experiences in other cars mm. rather than basing it on what a yeah. SUV is. So, it does feel more floaty and more rolly. Than let's say the Golf GTI, yeah. But you know, you can't help but compare when you're driving different cars. Even though it's an SUV, it's meant to give you that sort of um, articulation when you're going off road. So it does feel a little bit floaty on the road, yeah, compared to something else. The but ride felt pretty like it felt busy to me. Like I wasn't. It's was not so much that I was, I guess, feeling the bumps because of how floaty mm. I guess the damping mm. was. But it seems but- stiffer as well than yeah, it seemed the, quite stiff. Then yeah. the golf on comfort more I just had it on normal mode. Yeah. It's the it seems stiffer. And that's just when but see when you put yeah, a caravan on the back, mm. it's the same with like a, a like a four wheel drive ute. It's the suspension is built for maximum payload. So they feel stiff when they got nothing in but it. But yeah. Also don't compare a Prado to a golf. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but but in my but yeah, I agree. But <laughs> like, this, the Prado suspension felt stiffer, so the roll and so the the panard rods are probably softer than the Golf. But the actual like 
compression of the suspension, the springs and the shocks felt stiffer to it, me. It sort of it. I thought it was going to be a very cushy sort of ride, but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot harsher. Than Did what you I feel it was like a freaking king? I felt taller than everyone else. Yeah. Do you feel like you could just drive over anything? Oh, basically, what I felt like... I, I mean, f- the big bull bar does wonders. Yeah. I felt like I was better than everyone else. <laughs> I didn't have to check blind spots. <laughs> I was running lights. And honestly, if someone was you know, making my day bad in traffic, I would happily run into them <laughs> with no issue. Love it. Yeah. Uh, perceived safety. I gave it a nine. Asha, what did you give it? Oh, a ten. Because it feels like... <laughs> you really? Can, you could li- literally like... Just like run into anything mm. and be fine. So I gave it a say, uh, like a seven, I guess, because even though how big it was, I didn't feel comfortable enough to know where Things where it were. stopped and started, mm. where the car stopped and started. Mm. So, I mean, I think I'll I'll be okay. But in terms of safety, in terms of like taking corners, like or parking mm. it and something like that, I felt like it was just a big truck. I was expecting at every turn for either some form of understeer or something weird to happen with the chassis because obviously it's a lot higher and yeah that sort of thing but my perceived sense of safety was that yeah i yeah. can i can roll over people's cars yeah. would you be confident to put some kids in the back and use it as your daily dad car oh, i guess if i had to <laughs> <laughs> dirty mike Gun you and joe lee want kids don't you one day one day one day we'll figure that out but yeah i i think like and that's we were talking before as well. It's like I, I would consider potentially getting Joe Lee an SUV, something like that, for the kid factor, but also selfishly then take it out with you guys when we go bush. Yeah, so we haven't really reviewed it uh, going out bush. I've been out bush a heap of times in it. Dirty Mike has as well. Very very capable off road. I love it off road. That I mean, I'm I would want one for yeah. its off road capabilities. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. Super yeah. capable. Yeah, what you can do with it off-road. And that's in my little blurb while I was driving it, talking oh. about how we've been sort of off-roading it and just being, you know, very mm. surprised. At On that as well, I think some of the, some of this, maybe the harshness or something in the ride was probably due to the fact that you don't have just road tyres on there either. You've got some pretty... Yeah, I've got all-terrain. All-terrain yeah, type VF Goodrich yeah. um, all-terrain tyres on it. Uh, I guess, you know, visibility, I've given it a seven, like lots of glass. You guys threw it a six. Yeah. just I just felt like the pillars were a bit thicker. I felt like I really couldn't see as well out of it as as I felt like I, I should have. Right. And I sort of, yeah, I sort of felt like that I was aware that the car was bigger, but while I'm in there, I'm not aware of how big it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like you've got to have this sort of extra sense about you around, you know, where are you in the lane and everything because, it, you know, it does feel like you're driving a regular car mm. but, you know, next to a Mini or something. The steering, like I gave it a 7, you gave it a 6, Asher, and Mike gave it a 5. Mm. I thought the steering's pretty good. It's light. It's pretty responsive. Yeah, I think I would have wanted maybe... I wanted it to feel more like the thing I was driving. Yeah. It just feels too light. For like such a behemoth. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, again, why it's a mum bus because the mums are driving... Like, if I want a utilitarian vehicle like that, they're starting to become mum buses. So, that's what they're aimed for. Mm. So, the things... that's The controls start to get numbed out a little bit. So, it's like... It's very easy, very to control, very direct. 
where like it's you know it's fine steering, but I think mm. I would have liked it to have felt heavier. Same yeah. for me. It was like a, it was like I felt like a disconnect. It was obviously all electric power steering, which makes it awesome for parking and whatnot. But yeah, it just feels strange knowing that you have like the best part of two and a half tons or whatever underneath you. But, but you it just feels don't notice it though. Fingertips driving it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's either a good thing. Like I think I'm only saying it's a bad thing because I just prefer weighted, more weighted steering. Most people probably prefer the fact that it's easy to. Yeah. So I guess the aggregate wash up of our our scores. You know, mine is six point six seven. Ashes is six point five six, and Mike's six point three three. The total uh, between the three of us, six point five two. I mean, for what it is, I think if I, we did an I, off-road test, yeah, I, I honestly reckon for what it is, it's probably a seven or a seven and a half. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, realistically, if you use it as its full, like in its maximum capacity, like an off-road vehicle yep. or a towing vehicle, that score would probably change dramatically when we start comparing, it. like. I don't think you can buy a tow ball for the Prius. Like, yeah. to try and tow something in the Prius would be incredibly like, comical. In, impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, maybe you could tow a push bike in yeah. a trailer, but that's about it. Like, so I think if we were to properly look at it and give it a real good go, I, I would agree. It's probably a seven and a half car, maybe even an eight. Mm. Yeah. I think there And are, that's why there's so many of them because the price is right. Like whether you buy a new or secondhand, they mm-hmm. hold their value. And Toyota, like yeah, and Toyota and that too. Yeah. Like so, like I'll give you an example. I bought some genuine. Um, it didn't come with mats. I bought genuine four mats from Toyota. It's like eighty five dollars. Yeah. Where when I had the Lexus sedan, I went to Lexus ones like how much for the two mats and then like the back big one. Or nine hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. I'm like, get that's stuff. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> get stuff. That sounds about right. Thank I'll take you. two sets. Yeah. yeah. So the Toyota factor, you can't kill them. They've been making them mm. since the nineties, and just the volume too makes things a lot cheaper for servicing and maintaining. Yeah. So I'm all I'm Team Prado. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I never like like I said. I'll say it again. I don't hate SUVs. It's just that I think there are. If you're going to buy, that's not it, what you said before. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I think if you're going, to, if you're buying one and you're going to be doing road driving, I think there are better road cars out there that you'll be able to fit just as much stuff into. Like feel, oh, I mean, a wagon, any wagon. sort of station wagon. So yeah. you know, you have got like what the Volvo V60 or something like that. Mazda six. Mazda six. There's a whole bunch of wagons out there. Or CX nine. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but there's a bunch of stuff out there that will be just as good as a road car. But if you do go camping or if you live in a regional area or something like that and you need something that you know you could be able to drive anywhere then yeah good car so I'm, I'm reading this book at the moment uh and it's called it's uh it's about peer pressure and like um behavioral contagions and the pre uses the example in the book it's like people get the uh the prado or the suv yeah because they're safer yeah. but if everyone gets them no one's safer. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, I think like, got a tank. as well, when you're buying a car, you need to buy a car that does the does it does something well the majority you're driving it. So if you're mostly use your car for commuting or something like that, don't get a Prado just for the one weekend a year you go camping. That's like a moot point because it won't service you in the majority of what you're using it for. Mm. Um, just suck it up and take the Prius camping. Like, but if you're used, you should be buying a vehicle that suits your need, the majority of your needs rather than the one-off because you just won't be happy yeah. with it. 
Yeah. Trying to park a Prado in the city. Well, I went into the QVB the other day. I had my Prado. Totally forgot I had the Max Trap strapped to the roof. It was like 9 a.m., peak hour. I drove down. My antenna hit the bar. And I'm like, yep. oh, crap. And then there's cars behind me and I'm going through. I'm like, just hold my breath. Anyway, I get down and it's like... <laughs> Like scraping the max tracks, and that's the thing about having like specialty oh, cars that there are such a pain there are things ass. that happen in everyday driving that you just don't have to think about. But in cars like that, or like the total opposite, like I've owned a whole bunch of sort of really low sort of you know track type cars before, mm. and you don't have to think usually about hmm if I go up to this car park, will I be able to get down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speed bumps sometimes like speed bumps. But the Prado, I mean, yeah. it's held. It's um, I think I think the interior stood up to the test of time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, uh, I found there's a lot of sort of similarities between the materials used in the Prado and even in the old Prius as well. Mm, it's probably the some seats, of the same parts, I'd say. Yeah. The seats felt very similar material. Um, like I've got like an old Lexus too. And so, but, and so between all the Toyota platform, it's all the same, relatively the same controls that you can well, be used to. Well, if something's working, we'll stick with it. Exactly right. So the Prado felt familiar as well, albeit a giant version of anything that mm. I've ever driven in the Toyota. And for the families out there, it, mine's a five-seater, but it does come with the extra two seats in the back. Yeah, so chuck, chuck your smaller, younger kids that can still fend for themselves, chuck them in the back. Mm. And Yeah, so now I'm on Team Prado. Uh, so there you go. There we have it, whatever it is. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with a question from Cameron. 10% of today's podcast is brought to you by Ethanol. All right, Cameron Richards. Howdy, I have a 2006 Mitsubishi Lancer. Yeah, boy. Uh, this is coming up to the end of its life, i.e. just had aircon regassed and controls fixed. I'm not sure if that would mean the end of the life, but whatever. Um, it's probably only worth 3K at best. Okay, maybe it is. Um, <laughs> I'm 23, so my next car would ideally be a family car. I have a boat, so we'll need something that can tow and handle country trips. Current choice would be a Prado 2010 to 2014. I didn't even read this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But the price, um, spending 30 to 40 grand on a car would hurt. Well, I think if you've just listened, you can get into a Prado for well yeah, under 25 grand. Yeah, just keep watching them. That's the thing I like to do when I'm buying a car. You find the car that you want and then you go looking for it. If you look around your price point, you might end up buying something you don't like. But if you find the car that you like, so he's obviously sort of got his half heart half set on a Prado, just wait until the right one pops up. If you don't need it straight away, mm. just wait until the right one pops up that you're like, okay, that's the one I want and go get it. And Cameron sounds like the right person to own a Prado. Yeah. Just add. Yeah. So he's got the boat, got the family, want to do trips. Yep. Cameron, you've met the criteria. Congratulations. <laughs> Asher, Asher approval, will allow Glenn you. will be gifting his Prado to you. <laughs> I could buy a third one. <laughs> <laughs> Can Tim pay me back <laughs> this year? I gave my mate twenty one grand to buy the Prado, and I haven't got it back yet. He's, he's still he's still got to do those renovations. No, I told him to keep it and just buy a boat because we're going halves in a boat. Wasn't he just go like a hundredsies in a boat, and you just get to use the boat whenever you want? He doesn't have to pay back. Yeah. No, see the thing with boats, like if I just spent twenty grand on a boat, it would be pretty old for the type we want oh really but if you spend 40 grand or 45 grand you're real nice you get one. a real 
mint boat. See, yeah, boat. I don't get. I I'm not in boat culture at all. I know what a boat is. That's yeah. where it stops. <laughs> or are you Falcon? What? I follow Will and Powerfish on Instagram. <laughs> as far as it goes. Uh, so yeah, Cameron. I I think honestly. Uh, in my short amount of research with the Prado, well, I I just like if he's got a three grand Lancer, and now he's looking at a thirty eight grand Prado. Well, no, he's not going to buy thirty eight. No, but like that that is a big jump depending on your income. Like mm. if you're buying a used car or a, an older car, especially, like you need to be able to potentially pay for those expensive repairs. Like if you buy a used car, don't max out your budget on buying a 10-year-old car. Have some money in the bank to do the things like, you know, regassing the aircon and things like totally. that. Otherwise, you'll hate buying used cars and that's when you start buying new and getting in too deep. So in my research with the Prado, it was going to be a Pajero or a Prado. Yeah. That's where I rocked up at. But I was just looking just last night and I'll throw this out to you, Cameron. The shoe might not fit, but I want you to have a look and put a canopy on it. The Mazda BT50. Yeah. Uh, Very capable car. Yeah, because they're, they're a, a range. What are they underneath? Oh, they're basically a, a ranger. ranger. Yeah, so they're a ranger underneath and they they don't take up, they don't uh, demand a premium like the rangers yeah. do. So, they're a ute, they're a bit yeah. just a ute, right? Yeah, yeah, but you put a canopy on put it. a canopy on it, store the... Oh, and right, so you actually if, meant an actual canopy, yeah. like a figure of speech. No, no. <laughs> and that's the thing. If you've got a boat and go camping, you can quarantine your mess in the back of a ute as well. You mm. can get them so that they lock up just as safe as a wagon or a mm. Prado or something like that. But then if you're out in the boat, you can chuck all your wet stuff in the back of the ute rather than stink on your carpet car. and stink yeah. up the car. And yeah, so like I, I would say, Cameron, yeah, check out the Prados. You know, I got my Prado, good case for 26 grand. You know, go a couple of years older, maybe the 120 series, get something for maybe 15 grand. It might have 350Ks on it, but it's been looked after and it's a diesel. It's probably okay. How much... I don't know if you want to say this. Uh-huh. How much was your first service when you got... Because there was a few things that were... Oh, yeah. It, I think it was $600 because he redid the rotors. Yeah. And a few... 600? A, yeah. A few that's bushing, so good. A few bushes <laughs> yeah. and a few... A few... And yeah, so that's so what I, I'm talk- I had some little rats and mice things yeah. done. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm talking about when you buy a used car. I mean, that's a that's a, that's a a dream example of spending 600 bucks. So if you're buying something that's a bit old, just have a bit of extra cash and take it to hopefully a mechanic you trust or just any mechanic and just get them to sort out, just get your car back to a level where you know exactly what's up. So get all new fluids, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Glenn has a mechanic which he trusts. So, But if you wanted to just get your car to a base level, new spark plug leads, new spark plugs, new fluids, you know, get them to check your... Um, uh, brake pads and discs so you know where they're at get a full health check so that then you can go from there but yeah I mean and, 600 and, bucks that's great and, and we might do an episode about um, what to look for when buying a used hand like a second hand car yeah. totally yeah alright I'm out of here I'll see you guys soon bye love you bye <laughs>